Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest who represents Black excellence across the world. Today's guest is the incomparable Alyssa Space. Alyssa, say hello to the world. Hello, world. How are you? (laughs) All right. And so Alyssa has a fantastic story that I can't wait to showcase to our audience. But as usual, when we have somebody come on as our guest, we ask them a very simple question to get our podcast started. And some people say it's not such a simple question. The question is, who are they? So who is Alyssa Space? Well, Alyssa Space, me, I am outside of being a chemist. I am a STEM advocate. I really stand for trying to increase the retention of young girls, especially women of color in the STEM field, because there is a need for us there and we do belong there, in fact. So I would consider myself a STEM advocate and that's science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. A STEM advocate. Where was the STEM advocate born and raised? Um, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, but I was actually raised um, here in Detroit, Michigan, where I am currently. Okay. Yes. All right. And uh, what schools did you matriculate through? I actually attended several schools. I started at elementary school at Flix, which is Foreign Language Emergent Cultural Studies School. Oh, yeah. Yes, I actually learned French there. Je parle français un peu. Um, and wow. then I continued on to middle school at University Prep Academy, which was a charter school in Detroit. And then eventually yep. on to Academy of the Sacred Heart, which is an all-girl Catholic school in Bloomfield. And finally, I earned my Bachelor's of Science in Chemistry at Michigan State University. Go green. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. So you really from around this way. Yes. <laughs> Tell us something about Detroit. Tell the audience something about Detroit. That's like somebody who's never been here. What's something you would tell them? Honestly, I really love the fact that not only that Canada is right here, but in Detroit, we have the river, the Detroit River right here. So Belle Isle and then being able to like stroll along the Riverwalk during the summer and spring months is like a huge attraction. So. All right. Excellent. So we uh, reached out to you. I read a story about you in the Detroit Free Press. I was uh, very, very impressed by it. I said, this is a person that represents what we're all about, a person who's about Black excellence. Um, You have for-profit things going on. You have a nonprofit thing going on. So we're going to get into all of that. So let's begin with For Her Cosmetics. What is that? What is For Her her Cosmetics? So For Her Cosmetics is a STEM-based, all-natural, vegan and cruelty-free cosmetic line that I formulated myself and started in my mother's kitchen back in 2018. So um, I literally took raw materials and ingredients that I wanted to put into cosmetics that I'd never really saw before and create like vibrant, beautiful, long lasting cosmetics. So that for her is basically like my baby and like the third person saying like, this is for me. 
essentially I created for her to create a platform and cosmetics for women of color, especially darker skinned women, because we typically were left out of the the beauty spectrum or what was considered um, beautiful when cosmetics have, you know, the beauty industry as it has been developing. So. Yeah. And so part of what I read has something to do with you were at one point uh, in dance and they had you wearing some kind of lipstick and let's talk about that. You probably can tell the story better than I can. Yes. Um, so I was definitely into a lot of like extracurricular activities outside of school when I was younger, one of them being dance. Um, and when we had recitals, we had to wear blush, red lipsticks, lashes and our buns. And I loved everything about like the process of getting ready and just becoming like the full character of the dancer I was in that performance. However, I struggled mm. with the lipstick colors that we had to wear because they just didn't work with my skin tones. And we had a uniform color that everybody had to wear. And I know as a color theorist and a chemist that one color doesn't fit all. So, mm. <laughs> mm. And so that, that became the impetus for, for her cosmetics. Yeah. So the other part of the story is interesting to me is so you just go go into your mother's kitchen and start whipping up stuff. Huh? <laughs> yes. What did your mom think about that? Well, this actually had been a, a, a reoccurring thing throughout childhood all the way into adulthood. So at first it was like, why are you wasting my perfumes and lotions when you're making these concoctions <laughs> in the bathroom to this is going to be something great, Alyssa. Like, I'm glad you're like really following your passion. So it definitely changed over time. Okay. So, all right. So you create this thing in your mom's kitchen and it becomes for her cosmetics. So let's talk about it. What, what is it? Where can we find it? And, and what is it all about? Definitely. So we actually are available online through our own um, platform, www.forhercosmetics.com. And then we're also available um, in stores at Not Sorry Apparel in Ferndale. And I just received amazing news, but um, we're actually going to be available at Meyer at the Rivertown Market down here in downtown Detroit. Wow. Yes. So we are growing. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. We have a, uh, a related story. We, we did a Dripping in Black interview with uh, Rayshard Tucker, who owns Pizza Man Pizza. And he also has Pizza Man Pizza downtown in uh, Rivertown uh, Myers yep. as well. So that's a, a kind of a dope connection. All right. So for her cosmetics is available online. Did you drop that? Uh, all right. So drop that website for us where they can uh, reach out and get you, get some of your products. Definitely. Um, you can visit us at www.forhercosmetics. That's F-O-R-H-E-R cosmetics.com. Yeah. I think I read somewhere in your story that um, did you have a change in your major or were you always going in for for science so I was always um in science however I went from engineering to natural science so originally yeah, when I went into college yeah you know how your parents are always like do this you'll make the most money here so my mom was yeah. like chemical engineering chemical engineering and then I was like I don't really want to work with flow rates I'd rather work with wet lab so I decided to switch mm. over to natural science and to chemistry because that was more of what I wanted to do, which was research and development, product development, um, and just really work in a lab setting. So. Yeah. So let's, I would imagine you faced a few challenges along the way to get to this place where you have your own cosmetic company. So let's talk about a few of those. Um, yes. 
I actually, so I started in corporate first. However, I didn't even like originally out of college go into my field of study that I worked for for five years. So I was a little disappointed, but it's kind of funny the that, that, I guess that turn in my career actually ended up helping later on with my nonprofit, but mm-hmm. I actually used to work with students with autism as an applied mm-hmm. behavioral analyst. So that's where my like love and passion for working with kids came in. But um, after I finished my time there, I actually worked as a quality assurance chemist for one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in America, North America, actually. Um, And then I moved into the auto industry where I worked as a quality assurance chemist there um, with metal plating, boring things like that. But (laughs) yeah, so you you leave college and you get off into these various jobs, still somewhat in your in your field of study, but not quite what you want to do. Right. And then you land on this idea for, for her cosmetics. So, you know, and again, I'm always thinking about inspiring to you. You have an idea about creating a cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. How do you give me some a one, two, three? How do you get from the idea to the fruition of it? Honestly, at first, this is funny, it started as a blog for me. So I would always post um, different things that like inspired me or that I would want to essentially manifest and create myself onto my original for cosmetics Instagram blog. And then as I was doing my research, I was watching YouTube videos, watching like just like different like videos that would show essentially like the technique, not necessarily what I was going to create, but like soap making. I looked into like spontification and just looking like, okay, this could be something that I could do. Um, so I just honestly sat down and I, it was trial and error when I came up with the process, because when you think about it to create a lipstick, like you have to think about the molds, the, the, the amount of a certain ingredient that you're going to put in, is it going to give you the texture that you want? Is it going to transfer? Is it going to last? So that quality assurance came in from my corporate experience, but then of course, too, like my own, just like creativity also played a role in creating that. So, so started off in 2018, Mm -hmm. it is now 2021 and we're going to date this a little bit. We're recording. Uh, we will probably drop the episode in 2022. All right. So the 2022 Alyssa Space has a chance to go back to 2018 and talk to that Alyssa Space who wants to get into farm, uh, to in, into cosmetics. Uh, what's some advice you would give her? Um, honestly, I would just give myself like a pat on the back and tell myself to just keep going because there were times mm-hmm. when I was like, is this going to be in vain? Like, did I put all of this time mm-hmm corporate for no reason, but I would give myself reassurance and just let myself know that like all of the hard work, sleepless nights, even just like missing the fun events at that time, because at the time I was in my younger ages of 20, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. those things that I were missing out were, they're still going to be there. And this, what you're building now is going to be much bigger than the things that you feel like you're missing out on now. So, yeah. It's, it's such an interesting question, an interesting way to think about that, right? Um, it's really a faith thing. You know, you, you can't, of course, now you can look back and say it, but of course we don't get that vantage point, right? So it's really all about your faith and just kind of going with it. And at some point, probably telling yourself to keep going and encouraging yourself to get to that place, right? Right. All right. So there's another part of your story, the nonprofit, which I think is equally as dope. 
So let's talk about MySpace Laboratories. Yes. So um, I started MySpace Laboratories, one, because someone always told me, whenever you start a business, you should put your name into it. So my last name is Space. So that's why I created, ah. I made MySpace Laboratories. And then two, it has, it's kind of like um, a double meaning. So I felt like when I created this space, I was creating a space for people to feel comfortable also to come in to explore, create, and connect. Yeah. Kind of like our model there. Um creating a safe space for not only girls, but just children in general that were interested in science to be able to figure out and play around with like real world um, science experiments that connected to today's issues. So MySpace Laboratories is also my second child. (laughs) And um, it started because I did have trials while I was in corporate America, especially like I mentioned before, being a woman of color in these spaces that are not really occupied by us. Um, mm-hmm. I faced microaggressions, microracism, everything that you could have possibly think of. And I know that I didn't want to necessarily create a space that was like segregated, but I know how it could feel and it does feel in those spaces when you aren't necessarily thought of as equal or, oh, affirmative action, that's why you're here type of thing. So Mm -hmm. we created MySpace Laboratories to level out the playing field for students like me at when I went through Mm -hmm. um, college and as well as internships and then into corporate. Yeah. So MySpace Laboratories in this microaggression, microracism that you faced MySpace Laboratory helps to, I guess, encapsulate the people you bring into that environment from that experience. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. How 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 does that work? How does that provide that that safer space? What what's the advantage there? So we typically do like either one-on-one classes or really small classes um, that encourage the student not only to participate in an experiment, a science experiment, but we also um, incorporate different entrepreneurship classes, self-esteem building, anti-bullying. And and these are things that students deal with while they're in school and going into college um, and that they face um, as they go through high school into college as well. So I thought that um, not only bringing like a STEM program, a STEM enrichment program to the city of Detroit and just in general to my environment and my community, I thought that these classes would create a well-rounded individual. Um, It also shows that there are other routes outside of like the typical, I know a lot of parents push their kids to say, oh, become a doctor, a lawyer, but there are other creative routes that they can follow. um, And we essentially are showing them that there are other ways to go into the real world so yeah uh so so it's so dope to me so if i wanted let's say i have a daughter that i want in my space laboratories what are what are the steps i take to get her in there Yes. So um we our website myspacelaboratories.org we actually have an intake form like web page where you can actually put in your interests as well as review the class types that we have because we do partner also with nonprofit organizations, public schools, um, things like that, um, churches. However, we do also provide individual classes for students that are interested. So that's grades third all the way up to college now. We used to stop at high school, but now we have universities as well. So yeah. So a third grader comes there. What's the, what's the experience for her? So she gets to come in or he gets to come in and they can create a lip balm, a lip gloss, a exfoliant, and they learn 
the science properties behind the product that they're creating, as well as just basic chemistry, how these actual ingredients are meshing together. Um, for instance, for our lipstick, which is like our, our most popular um, program, they learn about emulsifiers and how boiling points work and melting points are different when creating. So um, there's a science and beauty focus with every um, like course that we offer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was kind of going with the female angle. I, yeah, I guess the <laughs> boys can come in and learn as well. Yes, we we encourage self care too for boys, um, <laughs> because we understand that they're not using lipstick. But if they do decide to, that's up to them. But we have lip balm and alternative to um, programs for them as well. Yeah. So before I ask this next question, is like for her cosmetics in MySpace laboratories are they? connected in terms of you know from what you're doing or are they like two separate ventures that you're kind of involved in so actually they started off as one so for her actually used to do these programs that we do for free now with organizations I actually used to host Mm -hmm. programs to raise capital for my business because the organizations that I was like involved with they were like we love this idea we want to participate and I would actually like outside of like my own work that I was doing or grants that I was applying for. I'm sorry about that. That would actually allow me, <laughs> <laughs> that would allow me to um, bring in capital. So that's how it started. And then for her became uh, self-sufficient to the point where I was able to um, set it as a nonprofit where we could get grants outside from either the government or the state and incorporate these classes into like low income areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So so then my question is going to be for both parts. Then the first part we'll talk about for her cosmetics. All right. So you're at a certain level right now with for her cosmetics. And in the future, you want to take it to another level. Right. What are some some things that need to happen for it to get to the next level? Um, so that's kind of like a two-part question to me. So I was thinking like, so the goals ultimately that I have for both, um, organizations is of course to gain over a hundred or a million customers by the year 2025, while also, um, impacting 20,000 children with our program. And we've already reached a little bit over 15% of that goal within just the first two years of having the um, program. So I know that it's possible, but in order to reach those goals, we want to one, gain more coverage, of course, through like news outlets and things of that nature so that people are aware. But then two, we are building our board. We're building our volunteer database, as well as for for her cosmetics, working with more vendors, working to get our brand in front of more names, and then even into big box stores, so that we can reach these numbers. Yeah, and so um, for us, dripping in black, our goal is to get you know more and more viewership and have people see these stories. And you know, uh, when somebody like you comes on, our hope is that our audience hears that and they want to come in and be in partnership with you. So I'm glad you were able to to kind of put that and chronicle that. So that's the same question for MySpace Laboratories, right? Um, you you are where you are. I'm sure you're happy where you are, but I'm sure you're striving for the next level when you have goals set for that as well. 
So what does that next level look like for MySpace Laboratories? Um, I would eventually, too, like to partner with like the school districts within either Michigan or throughout the United States to incorporate like after school programs that come into schools and do these like either summer programs or after school programs where we come in and do these experiments with their students. I think that really getting students involved earlier in especially girls in those fields will really change their mindset on whether if they think like oh this is something for boys or this is actually something for whoever just like science or whoever is curious about it so I really would like to impact different areas of the United States and different areas of Michigan with our program more of on a more set like this is the curriculum for 2022 and this is how many schools we're going to be in so yeah. Oh, that's dope. I'm smiling because I think I might be able to help you out with that. Um, I'm in the schools myself, so we'll have to talk uh, after the show and see about how we can connect you with some people over at my school. I think we would love to have your program in any capacity in our school. So, all right. So I think we've talked about all the things that uh, I like to get to. So I'm going to have you just drop some of your um social media and uh, places where people can reach out to you uh, yes. real quick for us. Of course, we are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at For Her Cosmetics. And that's just like our website, F-O-R-H-E-R Cosmetics. Um, and then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for MySpace Laboratories at MySpace Laboratories. And on Twitter is MySpace Labs because they have a character limit. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right so let's get to our last and most important question that we like to ask each and every guest that we have on to the dripping in black podcast you ready yes (laughs) all right have you ever been on the cover of a magazine um no not that i can no but i would like to be on one Mm, okay so the answer surprises me I thought for sure there was one in there somewhere because I no not well okay maybe like a newsletter but I don't know if that's considered the same no a newsletter letter is uh worth uh, recognizing (laughs) worth mentioning uh you've also been in the newspaper as well Yes. But you haven't been on a magazine cover yet. No, we're working for Forbes, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they say a step before Forbes is the Dripping in Black magazine cover. And so one of the things we do for all of our guests is we place them on the cover of our magazine. And so my uh, producer is going to pull up your magazine cover. Oh, that's so nice. I love it. Yeah. And so that is also a parting gift. It's a thank you from us to you for coming on to our podcast and sharing your story and inspiring others. If you look over my shoulder, there's quite a few guests uh, absent, of course, of uh, Barack Obama and uh, Michelle Obama, who I would love to have on Dripping in Black, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) But you see a lot of our covers from our first season, and we have uh, quite a few that we haven't put up yet, but that's the Wall of Fame. 
So we will put you up there as well at some point, just as a thank you for, for gracing us. Thank you so much. That, that's amazing. I need to get one yep. for myself. I need to start a collection on the walls. As you can see, I don't have any decoration. Yeah. <laughs> really. well, well, we will print it out and we will send it out to you at a later date. Again, as a thank you. All right. Any shout outs you want to give off before we, uh, we close this out? Um, yeah, like I, I, of course, I want to shout out my mother for allowing me to be able to explore and just um, have the, having the ability to take the time to develop my craft and really grow in my business because her support is really what allowed me to accelerate. Um, a lot of times uh, our parents can be our worst critics, but she definitely gave me the support I needed in order to grow and get on my own feet. And um, I'm grateful and forever indebted to her. And then of course, I don't want to sound cliche, but shout out to my haters. No, I'm kidding. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got a friend that says, my your haters are your elevators. (laughs) Make me go harder. You know, the the people that have been there to support me, my team, my employees, my contract workers, (laughs) I really wouldn't be able to do the amount of work that we accomplish without their support and their help and consistency. Yeah. So I am truly grateful for my my tribe and my village. Um, and yeah. All right. So earlier you flexed a little bit on me with your French. So I'm going to test you now. Um, the Dripping in Black podcast. How would Dripping in Black sound in French? Guillain de Noir. <laughs> Ooh. Say it one more time for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. De Guillain de Noir. Wow. All right. Thank you for that. No problem. All right. So we want to thank uh Miss Alyssa Space for joining us on the Dripping in Black podcast. And I implore our audience to go in and find out a little bit more about her. If you have a child that is interested in STEM, young child, please reach out to her, uh, help her get her numbers up, support her in getting her numbers up. And uh, again, we thank you, Miss Alyssa Space. Thank you. Yep, we will ask our audience to hang on for the final segment, the last trip. But thanks again to Miss Alyssa Space. Up next, the last drip. But first, a message from Anchor. A Dripping in Black thanks to Alyssa Space. We are asking our audience to support this young lady as she educates and inspires our youth through her important work. However, we have reached the final segment of our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more of Black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African-American history. For this episode, we celebrate an icon in the cosmetic industry by the name of Eunice Johnson. Born Eunice Walker on April 4th, 1916 in Selma, Alabama, in her youth, Eunice was a seamstress who made shirts for her father. As a young adult in 1938, she earned a bachelor's degree in sociology from Talladega College. In 1941, she earned a master's in social work from Loyola University in Chicago 
While in Chicago, Eunice met and married John H. Johnson, with whom she founded Ebony Magazine in 1942. In 1958, they created the Ebony Fashion Fair. This was a runway show that traveled to hundreds of cities each year. At some point, Eunice noticed that many of the Ebony Fashion Fair models felt compelled to create their own shades of makeup to fit their skin tone. In 1973, Johnson, upset by the lack of available cosmetics for black models, founded Fashion Fair Cosmetics. Fashion Fair Cosmetics was the first department store cosmetic line for black women. Within three years, the growing popularity of Fashion Fair Cosmetics prompted established companies like Revlon to introduce the polished Ambers line for black skins, Avon to start Shades of Beauty and Max Factor to produce beautiful bronzes. Famous celebrities like Diane Carroll and Detroit's own Aretha Franklin appeared in ads to help promote Fashion Fair. In 2003, Fashion Fair Cosmetics rose $56 million in sales, making it the largest Black-owned makeup company at the time. Throughout her life, Eunice Johnson received numerous honors and special appointments, including an honorary doctorate from Talladega College, a Golden Life membership from the prestigious Delta Sigma Theta sorority, a membership on the advisory board of the Harvard Graduate School of Business. Fashion Fair remains the largest Black-owned cosmetic company in the world today. It is also a great model for our guest, Alyssa Space, and it is the reason why Eunice Johnson is this episode's last drip. For more on Eunice Johnson, check out theageofgrace.com, americacomesalive.com, doriaaduke.com, and popsugar.com. My thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge. A friendly reminder that the DIBK Drip Shop is open. Go to DIBKDripShop.com to get the latest Dripping in Black merch and all other merchandise under the Dripping in Black Productions umbrella. As always, we give a huge thanks to all of our listeners, viewers, supporters, and subscribers. And a big shout out to the best producer in the podcast game, Sean Smith, a.k.a. S-Squared. And until next time, remember, be kind, be loving, and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice. You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production.